So serving our family, washing, cleaning, entertaining, prepping meals, chauffeuring, teaching, scheduling, volunteering, all of these things, we're doing them 24 seven. That's workaholism, my friend. Like that is that hustle culture that I'm talking about where we're doing this 24 seven or at least the majority of our day doing all of these things for everyone else. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule, and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. We are talking about the hustle culture. The hustle culture that is motherhood. The moms that I work with in all of my programs and my courses and my membership are moms that are overextended. Moms that are overscheduled, overwhelmed, overexhausted, and basically over it. This was me 10 years ago, and it's still a struggle for me at times. I um, learned how to create space in my day, create space, well, in my day and in my mind, really, because it was a lot of mindset shifts that needed to happen in order for me to create that space. And I'm about to launch a whole course where I share with you, I teach you how to create that space in your day and find rest in your rhythm. I used to get so frustrated when, say, my husband was sitting down watching television when I felt like there was a gazillion things that needed to be done, right? I was like that mom that would vacuum the rug in front of him and stuff. Like, like how can he sit and relax when there is so much to be done? And it was really frustrating for me. How can people can focus on themselves? Like, how... I'll just say my husband, because he was the one that was always there. Like, how could he just like take off and go hunting and like leave and come and go and like do whatever. And like none of the kids cared. And what was it that allowed him to be able to put himself, like prioritize himself when there was so much to be done, right? And again, I say I still struggle with this, but I have come a long way. I have been able to find rest in the rhythm or make peace with the peace, right? Because we need to be intentional in order to prioritize ourselves. And a weird thing happens. When you're able to prioritize yourself, when you're able to, to find that, when you're able to create that space in your day and find rest in your rhythm, you it's like positive reinforcement. You fill your bucket, right? You become a different person, really. You let go of some of that control, let go of the perfectionism and the people pleasing, and you learn how to meet your own needs. You learn how to communicate your needs, but you also, more importantly, know, learn how to identify those needs so that you can take care of yourself. And when that happens, the effects ripple out to all of those around you. And you'll learn how to put yourself higher up on your to-do list. Because I have found that many moms still struggle with this. That you think that you have to earn your me time, right? When everything else is done, only then are you able to sit down and read a book 
or sit down and watch a movie without feeling guilty or without feeling bad about doing it. And that used to be me as well. But I've learned some ways to um, change things up so that you don't have to earn your me time. You can own your me time. You put yourself higher up. And I'm going to teach you some keys in my new masterclass. And I'll share with you at the end how to get into that, how to register and come to that masterclass. It's where I teach you the keys on how to own your me time instead of having to earn it. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with moms without capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. The hustle culture is when we try to do more things. We, we occupy ourselves. We feel like that there's never enough time in the day to get everything done. And this quickly leads to burnout. Mom burnout. We compete to be the best mom. Whatever that is in our mind, what is it? What does it mean to be the best mom? Or what does it mean to be a good mom? And then we work hard. We feel like we need to do more in order to prove that we are the best mom for our kids. Um, our personality lends to this. Um, we might be ambitious, goal-oriented, people-pleasing, perfectionism. All of those type A personality traits that I talk about keeps us locked into this hustle culture. I'm gonna have a drink of water. Actually, I'm drinking these sparkling ice things that my daughter bought for her sleepover this past weekend. <laughs> and it was really good. We had twins turn 15 this past weekend. And our daughter, um, they both go to the same school. They just started high school. This is actually kind of funny and they'd probably kill me if I said it, if they ever heard that I said this, but. They don't watch my Facebook lives. So, so my son apparently is like the stud muffin of the school and it's cracking my husband and me up. So my daughter had a sleepover with four friends this weekend and our son, which was such a good decision on his part, decided to go sleepover at a friend's house because I can only imagine the drama that would have come about from that. So anyway, so she had a sleepover they actually only stayed up till midnight, which I was shocked. 12.30, I think, is when they finally went to bed. But, of course, we had to buy some snacks and everything, so they picked out these sparkling ices. And we have some leftover, so I'm like, oh, let me try it. It's pretty good. <laughs> so, um, back to the hustle culture. Okay, so workaholism is one of those types a type A personality traits. And when you think of workaholism, you might, I mean, I know when I hear that word, I picture somebody like who won't leave the office, that they just constantly are, you know, let me do one more thing, let me do one more thing and struggle to find that work-life balance. But when it comes to being a mom, many of us end up being workaholics, especially when we don't make time for ourselves. We don't make time for finding things that bring us joy or actually participating in things that bring us joy. 
we spend all of our time making sure everything and everyone else is taken care of. That's a form of workaholism. And we are prone to it. I was going to say victims of it, but that wasn't really the right word. We're prone to, to doing that when we have these ideas of what makes a good mom. And if we feel like we need to take care of every little thing and everybody and everything around us, that is workaholism because you're not taking that step back. You're not leaving the office and our office might be like our house or our family um, being, you know, as a morning to night. So serving our family, washing, cleaning, entertaining, prepping meals, chauffeuring, teaching, scheduling, volunteering, all of these things, we're doing them 24 seven. That's workaholism, my friend. Like that is that hustle culture that I'm talking about where we're doing this 24 seven or at least the majority of our day doing all of these things for everyone else. I started listening to a podcast and if you are a podcast listener, I hope that you're listening, listening, tuning into the Moms Without Capes podcast, which is my new venture. I think I'm like 10 episodes in or nine episodes in. But I started listening to this other podcast and it drew me in because, of course, it's about super, super moms and it's called Super Mom is Tired. It was really interesting. Um, she talks. In fact, I want to get in touch with her because she talks a lot about um, like the superwoman complex and the super mom complex and thinking that we have to do it all and be it all. And like her podcast title says, Super Mom is Tired. And that's exactly the moms that I I work with are the moms that are tired of being the super mom. They're tired of doing all of these things, the chauffeuring and the cooking and the, the entertaining and the washing and the cleaning and all of the other things that we do as moms. And so why do we get caught up in this? Why do we get caught up in the hustle culture? Some of it is natural. Some of it is things like that, that we do not for our own, like not for just our family, but for our, our own sanity and, and liking that order and liking taking care of things. You don't want to live in a pigsty. And so some of this is natural, you know, things that we need to do. But when you take it to the extreme, when it is all consuming and you're spending the majority of your day doing all of these things, that's when it can be dangerous. It could be harmful. And that's what I'm talking about. It can quickly lead to burnout. And that's the hard thing about my field. Like I talk a lot about self-care, about taking care of like your mental health and your physical health and everything. And this is preventative medicine. I always have a hard time. Preventative medicine. I always feel like I throw in an extra syllable there. But it's something that needs to be taken, being, it's something that needs to be done before you get to burn out because it's definitely more preventative than a treatment. So when, let me see. One of the reasons that we get caught up in it is because, and I've mentioned this before, our thoughts and our actions, our actions are based on our thoughts and our thoughts are based on these beliefs. And we hold these dysfunctional beliefs that are no longer serving us. Maybe they never have served us. Things that we've witnessed or things that we grew up being taught. 
whether by example or actually straight direct taught about what it take what it what makes a good mom and some of these expectations many of them are unrealistic and it's easiest to do things right like when we when we feel helpless when we feel trapped in this hustle culture and in our own beliefs about what makes a good mom the easiest thing to do is let's do more let's do more which leads us to being even more trapped so when i moved to montana we we were living in pennsylvania in a suburb of philadelphia it's where my whole family's from and everything Shout out to my mom if you're watching this. I know she's in my Facebook group. But we moved to Montana for quite a few reasons. But one of the reasons was for a simpler life. I wanted to, I felt like, or I thought that Pennsylvania, like where we lived, was very busy. If you've ever lived like, well, I mean, I think it was just like I lived near my family and there was always things to do. There was constantly like events going on. Um, I was volunteer. I was volunteering. I was a Girl Scout leader of two different troops, and loved it. I, I really loved being that Girl Scout leader, and you know, working with young girls and my co-leaders. I they were like my best friends, and I, I can't even remember what else. I felt like I was doing a gazillion things there, and I thought that I had to leave locations or move in order to slow down well lo and behold we moved to montana my husband's from montana so it wasn't that much of a long shot and so we moved to montana and probably within i'd say the first year i was already back into that hustle culture when i was in pennsylvania we decided in preparation for moving that we were going to homeschool our kids and when i think back to like why we started homeschooling, it really wasn't because of moving. It was just one more thing that I could do in order to prove my worth as a good mom, right? Like, let me teach my kids, let me bring them home. And it's crazy now that I think about it, but it, it really was like, I feel like that was a major reason why we homeschool our kids. So anyway, so we moved to Montana. So we're homeschooling kids. I'm pregnant with number five. Within that first year, we bought a hotel. It was a fixer up a hotel. It was like, um, I think 28 rooms in the small town. Um, but it was definitely need a lot of work. My husband's background was construction. We had no like hotel and hospitality background. I remember the first night we were there and it was right in the middle of like one of their busy seasons. And my husband and I are in the back, like doing laundry, all these like white sheets. And we, we were just like laughing, like, what the heck are we doing? Like, this is the weirdest thing. Like, who would have thought? And so anyway, so we bought that business. We were like running a, a 30 room hotel. I was homeschooling our kids. I quickly became the, the leader, the president of our local friends of the pool chapter. And so I was leading these group of women in like fundraising and doing all these things. I um, had joined Chamber of Commerce. Hey, Christine. I joined Chamber of Commerce. I like quickly became, you know, dove back into the hustle culture. What I had tried to 
to escape back in Pennsylvania, it found me again, or I found it again. Because again, I was still trying to prove my worth by doing more. And so even though I moved across the country to the small town that I thought there wasn't going to be a lot of things to do, and there really wasn't a lot of things to do, but I found those things. And I mean, I became the Zumba instructor, which again, something I would never, I would, I never in a million years thought of myself as like an aerobics instructor, but I really, and I've told that story before about how I started liking Zumba. One thing led to another, which actually led me to becoming a health coach in 2017. But all those years, like, even though I tried to escape that hustle culture, I kept going to it. I kept like filling my plate with more and more stuff because I felt like I had to prove my worth in doing more. And so that's, that may be the reason. Thanks, Christine. I see your little side face emoji. So I have learned, I have learned since that it's not in how much I do or what I put on my plate that proves my worth. And that's one of the, the main things that I try to convey in my programs and my courses and, you know, even in the Moms of That Capes Facebook group. Like, it's not in doing more. It's not in trying to fill your plates. Stop trying to juggle it all and try to do it all because that's not what is making you worthy of focusing on. That's not making, that's not giving you worth. You are worthy. You are wonderful as you are. And so I think I had to go through that in order to get where I am now. I mean, not even I think. I know I had to go through all of that in order to get where I am. And it's a lot of self-discovery, a lot of um, like digging in, right? Journaling and relationships and talking and finding my voice has all contributed to me being able to stay here, like sit here and say that today. Like it wasn't in doing it all. And I don't need to fill my plane. I don't need to do more. I need to actually do less and create that space to be able to sit back and rest and be fully present. So it is so important to escape this hustle culture for your own mental health, for your own emotional health. And I talk a lot about like the five pillars of self-care. You've got the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, the intellectual, and the social. And they are not each in a vacuum. When you want to improve like your overall health, these are like basically the dimensions of health. You've got like the financial health and the professional health, like they fall under that too. And when you focus on one of them, it ends up helping all of them. I'm reading a book right now and it's called Designing Your Life. I'm only a few chapters in. Did I talk about this the other day? I feel like I have. Or maybe actually I was I was with a client and I was sharing with, with her what about this book. So I'm like, I know I just talked about this book. So it's called Designing Your Life. And it's about a, I'll just give a quick synopsis of what it's about. It's very good. It's a self-development book, of course, Designing Your Life. And it's based on this course that they take it that they teach at Stanford University. The authors are actually the teachers of the class. And they every student, or I don't know if every student at Stanford University takes it, but it's one of the courses that they offer. And it's about actually like 
taking control of your life, like designing it so that you can find joy in your life. Because they talked about like how college students you graduate and like you have no idea. You're kind of just following like a path. And it's same thing like with mom, like what makes a good mom, like what you're supposed to do. And the designing your life course teaches you like to get away from that, to identify what it is your expectations are. And, um, okay. I'm just, I was trying to read, I can't read and talk at the same time. Okay. So yes, we want you in that book club. We want you in that book club, Christine. So this book is all about, I'm not actually reading it for the book club, but I'm like, this is a book that I'm going to include in the book club. I'll read it again because there's some exercises. That's the cool thing about the book club is because it slows it down. And like, there's some exercises in chapter one and two, like they want you to write about um, your life view and your work view. I'm like, ah, I didn't really do it. <laughs> I just kept reading. But with the book club, I would actually, if we were reading it as part of the book club, I would actually slow it down and say, let's do these exercises. So that's one of the reasons why I like this book club is because it has slowed us down and made us really dive into the exercises that the author suggests that helps you get more out of the book. So in this Designing Your Life book, he talks about, now I'm trying to think, I don't have the book on me, it's upstairs next to my bed. But the work, health, work, play, and love. I'm thinking that's it. I'm thinking those are the five, four, not pillars, but like four areas that they focus on. And they actually have you, well, they want you to write down kind of where you are in each of these things. And they talk, it's interesting because they say about like a gas gauge and, you know, empty to full. And like, so where are you when you think about like playing, which for us, that means being fully present with your kids or not even for your kids, but like being fully present in an activity that brings you joy and that you're, you're just fully engaged, like in the flow. That's what they consider play. And so how, how full is that gauge? How full is your gas tank? Like when it comes to play and then in work, like how satisfied are you? Do you feel like you spend like a good amount of time in work and for work for us, you know, it could include if you own a business, but it could also include all of the things that we do as moms. And so that would all be considered work. And while you may enjoy some of those things that you do, when it comes down to it, that is work, whether you get paid for it or not. And so going through those four areas, health, work, play, and what else did I say? Love, which is relationships. When you go through those four areas, where do you rank? Where do you feel needs more attention right now in your life not in the future not in the past but right now in your current state in the current time where do you stand in those four areas it's important to escape it because it can lead to exhaustion escape the hustle culture because it can lead to exhaustion it can lead to burnout it can lead to consequences that you do not want and it's just not sustainable. It's not a good example for our kids, but it's also not something that we can keep up for the long run. And so learning how to find that rest in your rhythm, find peace with your pace, create space in your day, however you want to say it, it is important. 
So how do we escape it? The big question. One is to recognize that you're trapped in it. Like not trapped in it. You're not trapped in it. But recognize that you are in it. Recognize that this is something that you want to change. Just like anything. Becoming aware of the problem. Becoming aware of what needs to change in your life. And you won't fix it unless you know that it's a problem. And so just becoming aware and recognizing that it is affecting you. It's affecting your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health, right? All of all of those pillars of self-care, like being in that hustle culture and juggling so many plates, it's not healthy for you. It's not helping you either. So recognize how it's affecting your well-being. Number two, learn how to set healthy boundaries. This is like... Learn, well, learning how to set them, but also to maintain them and to communicate those boundaries. Protecting your time. If you've done the challenge with me, the um, five-day self-care challenge, or even like the self-care bingo that we did this past month, you know you have to be intentional. Self-care doesn't just happen. Christine, you shared with me how this past weekend you were able to snuggle up with a book and um, enjoy some time. Well, it, you had to have been intentional. You could have completely filled that time with like, I think your husband took the kids and I think you, you know, you, you could have totally decided, okay, I'm gonna clean the house right now. There's no kids around. I can actually enjoy a clean house for 10 minutes. Heck, there's lots of us that have done that before. But no, you made the conscious decision. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to rest. And I'm going to fill my soul. I'm going to feed my soul with a good book. And so it takes being intentional to actually fill those buckets. Choose you. You are worthy. You are important. You are important and you are enough. Treat yourself with love. Take care of yourself. There's nobody more responsible for your life except for you, aside from you. I've got like, so this morning, not to sidetrack, but this morning something gross happened. I got up out of bed and my husband's, my husband's been away. And so my two younger ones always sleep in my bed. We've got a king size bed. They always come sleep with me when my husband's not here for the night or whatever. So they were sleeping. And so my daughter, my 11 year old decided to bring her clothes into the room and she had her Converse sneakers laying next to my bed. And I got up out of bed and I was, you know, I was trying to be all quiet because I didn't want to wake them up. And I stubbed my toe on one of her Converse sneakers. Well, my entire middle toe, the whole nail fell off, like not even just the tip of it. The entire nail. I sent a picture to my husband. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, this is crazy. I have absolutely no toenail. And a, a while ago, like a, about a year or two ago, I lost my big toenail in the Denver airport. That was a scary experience <laughs> traveling with my twins and my whole entire toenail. Um, we were moving chairs so that we could sit up next to each other at some layover. And the paramedics had to come like the airport security and everything. And they had to come and um, they were going to take me to the Denver hospital. And the next like, no, because we had to make the plane at midnight. This was like 10 o'clock at night and my entire toe, like, oh, 
Oh, I don't even think about it. So gross. Anyway, I went the next morning and it was too late to get stitches. So my toe like never grew back. So now I've got two toes. Are they on the same foot? Yes, they're on the exact same foot. My left foot is just like falling apart. <laughs> so that's what happened this morning. But anyway, hustle culture, escape it, get out of it, learn to create the rest in your rhythm. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.